Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 33. Still nothing uh, too clever to say about it, but I'll, I'll do the stupid lame joke I did last time, the Parallel Numbers Edition. Ooh, it's the third time I've said that one. Yeah, yeah, you know what, third time, you know what, as, as you tell me frequently, uh, jokes are only funny the first time, and even then it's kind of hit or miss. So. Well, thankfully, this only happens once every 11 episodes, so I can get away <laughs> with it. So yeah, the uh, obviously unoriginal host of the day are Chris and... Savannah. Yes, that is us, and this is the Rate the Record podcast, so thank you for stopping by and checking out today's episode. We sure hope you enjoy what you end up seeing today. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, comment, follow, share, rate, all those great things. You know what we're doing here, trying to build a big old musical community, and we want you to be a part of it, and that's probably the best ways you can do that. By the way, I'm going to mention this now because I know I'm going to forget it. You can find all those socials in one place and all these streaming links in another place because you can find it on our website. No, it's not just a link tree. I mean, it is a link tree, but it's now ratetherecord.ca. We have an actual .ca domain. We've had it for a while and we are actually building a website, but because uh, that's kind of taking time to get done, we just put our our, our link tree, but our link tree looks really pretty now. So it's all good. So ratetherecord.ca, you can find everything there. Go check it out a lot easier to remember. And it's in the description now down below. Hell yeah. One click, one link. That's it. You're done. I love it. Yeah, it's just going to make everything a lot easier that way. Another thing that you can find at RateTheRecord.ca is our Kofi link. That's another way that you can support us if you want. It is a financial way, completely optional, but it's there. Kofi.com slash RateTheRecord. Uh, you know, you, you, can, you can get yourself a shout out on the show on a, like a, a thank you card at the end of every episode. And we are planning some bonus content to put specifically on Kofi. So if you want to be a part of that, you want to be part of the RTR club, jump on it right now. Or I mean, Whatever. Just check it out anyways. Kofi.com slash rate the record. You know, the more that you say RTR club, the more it kind of feels like the Pearl Jam 10 club. And I'm like, I like it. I like it a lot. It's it's very, um, seems very formal. I like it. You're part of the club. It's kind of the little slot in the door. You say the password and you let in. I love it. Yeah, but now we're eventually we're going to have to like one up ourselves and have like golden membership cards. Oh, yeah. Or at least oh, just yeah. gold flake on it, something of the sort, and then hand it out to actual members. Oh, yeah. And then it'll be like a RFID card. It'll just be a whole augmented reality thing, you know. But listen to us talking about the RTR club and what you could get, because, <laughs> you know, maybe you are a returning listener. And if you are, welcome back. We're glad to have you here. Thanks for joining us once again for this episode. But if you're new here, you have no idea what we do or anything like that. So hello, welcome to the podcast. We hope you enjoy your stay. We hope you have a lot of fun and become part of the musical community. Uh, so you're new here. That means you don't know what we do here. That's fine. I'll explain it to you real quick. So each week, Savannah and I, we will choose an album, be completely at random. Maybe it's an anniversary album. Maybe it's a listener request, which we've just got done doing a string of those. We've done a bunch of those. It's been really fun. Thank you for sending in your requests. Mm. Regardless, we'll take an album. We discuss it at length. We rank the songs and then we rate the record. I picked this week. I'm so excited. Yes, it is Savannah's pick this week. Uh, so good for you with your album pick. I don't know. I don't really know how to congratulate you. Beyond this Yay. Point. You don't know. Uh, you're going to have to congratulate me non-sarcastically. You did a good job. Oh, that was sarcastic <laughs> shit. So I was going to say, and the silence begins. <laughs> I don't know how to do it non-sarcastically, but regardless, that is today, episode 33, and Savannah has chosen the yes. album Jesus hits like the atom bomb by tripping Daisy. But 
But before we discuss this album or we tell you anything about it, there is a disclaimer that we'd like to read just to make sure that we're all cool with things. You can agree and disagree with other people's opinions. Just don't be dicks about it. We're just being cool. Musical community, blah, blah, blah. You know the deal by now. But the disclaimer is as follows. The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album is strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We are simply two friends having fun discussing and listening to music. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter of each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence based on the opinions of ourselves or others. This podcast is a casual and for fun project, and you are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Nice. <sighs> and go soup. salt bay this time. Well, at least you didn't stop la- or stop and start laughing. Laugh because you thought about laughing. Try and go the f- as fast as you can. Those are all my downfalls. So you did really well. By the time we record this, the Kate Bush episode's already up. So, and trust me, I didn't edit any of that out. It's there for everyone to see. <laughs> That's okay. I've really, I've really set the uh, the groundwork for my on air personality from day one. It's just well, going to get worse. From here. I certainly hope part of your on air personality is telling us all about tripping Daisy and the album Damn that right. chose today. Jesus hits like the atom bomb. So after you take a big gold gulp of water, um, go ahead and tell us all about it. All right. Tripping Daisy is a, as described by Wikipedia, a neo-psychedelic pop rock band from Dallas, Texas, formed in 1990. They released their first full-length album, Bill, in 1992, which I have that somewhere. It was a favorite on local radio, but the real breakthrough came with their 1995 album, I Am an Elastic Firecracker, spawning one-hit wonder, uh, or I guess they're a one-hit wonder, their only hit, I Got a Girl. Unfortunately, they'd never reached the heights that song afforded them. Jesus Hits Like the Atom Bomb was released in 1998, and a year later, in 99, they lost guitarist Wes Berggren to an overdose. They'd released their self-titled album in 2000 and break up not long after. Frontman Tim DeLauder, now I'm going to go off a little bit off onto a tangent, Um, formed choral rock band The Polyphonic Spree in 2000 with 12 other musicians. Shortly after their first live show, they added another 12 musicians. I wanted to add that just to elaborate on the clue that I gave last week. Now, are most of them like horn players, I'm guessing? I would assume so. Um, they, They all dress up in sort of white robes and play various instruments, a lot of different vocalists. And I only own like two albums by them, but I definitely prefer the, uh, the pop rock sort of tripping Daisy sound. So I like that a little bit better. Um, they have ref- tripping Daisy has reform reformed and taken multiple breaks over the decades. But as of right now, they are playing live shows here and there. The album at hand, Jesus Hits Like the Atom Bomb, was released on July 8th, 1998 on Island Records and was produced by Eric Drew Feldman. Sonic Bloom and Waited a Light Year were the only singles released from the album and both songs did not chart. The album was critically acclaimed, but didn't have the backing from Island Records that would make it commercially successful. The record is now out of print, the CD I am holding in my hand, but in November 2020, it was re-released on vinyl, the vinyl in my hand. Do you see that audio listeners? (laughs) Well, I have to describe now. (laughs) 
And I also have another piece to show off. I have waited a light year on a seven inch vinyl that was given away to Kerrang! magazine listeners, I guess, when it came out in 98.99. And I bought that on eBay in 2006. <laughs> so I've been prepping for this day ever since. Yeah, I guess to be fair, vinyls didn't have that resurgence at that certain point. So yeah. they were probably like as, as cheap as dirt at that time. I think that cost me about $11. And even with inflation, that's not bad. <laughs> I love it. As as soon as we as soon as I wanted to do this album, I was like, "Oh, I have so much material." And I'm pretty sure that up until now, this is the only album that we've reviewed that I've actually had a vinyl for. So Pretty fact, I've had a handful of them. You've had yeah. like CDs and like books and shirts, mm-hmm. but yeah, you haven't had the vinyl record. Yeah, but, you know, rate the record. That's what we're trying to get into here. Yeah. It took me 33 uh, episodes. You know what? I finally understand the premise of the show. Right here on the oh. parallel numbers edition. Oh my god, it's about damn time too. Wow, what a special occasion. <laughs> But speaking of getting into the record, we should probably do that right now then. We know a little bit about the album, so we need to know a little more, which is the song. So let's get discussing them. So song number one, Field Day Jitters. So just from my previous knowledge of their sort of back catalog, um, this album, but this song in at hand uh, is a lot poppier than I would have assumed from them because they kind of adopted a grunge thing before. Um, it's very upbeat and I think it is a great album opener. Yeah, it definitely works like that. It's quite the noisy start to the album too. And I mean, like you might as well start somewhere. So yeah, just absolutely just kick it and go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot to take in, in the first 30 seconds of this this (laughs) song. I mean, you got some like real, like cool alt rock riffage going on some bells, some faint circus organs kind of like playing around everything like that. It sounds like we have something to work with here. It's I feel like the constant up and down. I, I'm not a hundred percent sure like this does happen to us frequently where you'll write the review and then you read it going, the hell is I talking about? Yeah. But the constant up and down of the scale, which I think is just sort of the way the music. There were two guitars and one was ascending, one was descending. So yeah, that's it. It sounds like waves. Like to me, it felt like waves. So I'm glad you knew what I meant because I read it going, I, like I just wrote this. What the hell am I talking about? I, I remembered it. Yeah. Cause like, again, <laughs> descending riff and ascending riff and they were like both in like two different mm-hmm. earphones. And I'm just like, okay, this is kind of disorienting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I said that it doesn't get me too comfortable with what I'm hearing. So yeah. There is something a little weird about like relatively normal sounding vocals for the most part on like this really heavy, unusual instrumentation. I mean, it's not like it's the first time we've ever heard it on this show, but at the same time, I don't know. This one, I guess stood out a little more to me as just like, I don't know if this works or not. Like it wasn't bad, but I mean, it got me thinking it. So who knows? Um, I'm fine with most of the instrumental choices on this track, but I mean, like there's a clean guitar on this track. That's kind of like buried deep into the mix. And I don't think it was the best decision. Didn't really add much to the song. It was so buried that you barely noticed it anyways. It didn't really add much as a layer. So I don't know. There's quite a few moments like that on this album, but I uh, noticing in song one, I don't know if that's an issue or not. I mean, I guess we'll find out going forward. Um, The psycho circus behind the main instrumentals were were like a weird combination, but I guess it did work. It's an energetic track and yes, a fun start. Yep. I, uh, 
I, I wrote that it feels like a sunny day, but I, I have a, I guess, an emotional attachment to this whole album, which as we go forward, probably will become more and more apparent. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I found that it sounds chaotic at the end, but I like how this is only track one. And I would assume that they would end the album with noise, but they're just like, like you said, just straight out the gate. That's what they're doing. Mine as well. Yeah. I mean, they, they kind of, kind of ended on that, like in a weird note, like we'll get there when we get there, but it is Mm -hmm. still kind of a bit of a weird ending, like a, a display of everything you've heard so far on the album type thing. Yeah. But that's like 14 whole tracks away. We have to move on to track number two now. Yeah, that's right. 15 tracks on this one. We're going to wait a light year to get to the end of the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, did we did we even do a pun last week? I don't I don't know if we did. I don't recall one. I, I pro- probably, I mean, we can't go an episode without one or without a pun. And then an immediate... <laughs> I don't remember groaning last week, but I don't know. Maybe I just forgot. But regardless, uh, yes. Song number two now, Waited a Light Year, your little seven-inch single over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love the guitar tone, like hard stop. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I really, really wish that I would take an intensive course about guitar pedals just so I could describe all of the sounds that I very much enjoy. You just need to meet a really good gearhead and like they will sit you down for a whole day and just tell you about three pedals. I mean, like that's all they do. I know a couple, but we don't talk about that because they'll start and I'm like, uh-huh. You'll just disassociate. Your eyes will cross. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, oh, that one's green. I like that one. Like that one's broken. Like that one's my favorite. This one sounds like a frog. Let me tell you how that works. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. That that one says fuzz face on it. (laughs) (laughs) That one says mud. Yeah, Yeah. I I enjoyed what I was hearing in the song. I mean, uh, I guess this kind of goes for quite a few tracks on the album, but again, being this early on, this is the first time i've had a note like this it's really jarring to be taken in two different directions like mood wise Mm -hmm. i can appreciate it though i can appreciate the creativity in that as long as it's done properly and a song like this i feel like it was done properly there's some other tracks on this one where it's kind of like eh or you're just kind of like repeating a certain thing but this track did it well i really enjoyed that yeah and also i found myself so focused on like the quiet background layers of noise like they're definitely back there somewhere and so i like kind of like picking that kind of stuff out it really kind of gives the song its own unique touch, so that's that's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second, third, or the the yeah the the middle the the, the I don't the second third I don't I had a I had a hard time describing it as well, and I didn't realize how many songs in this album were split into parts like that. Yeah, that's pretty much the entire thing, and like the entire album because it just it does this a lot. But like this one's definitely in third, so they the second third i can't even say half it's so weird <laughs> regardless it was really track uh really catchy well paced and just a general like good time feel to the track and you know i'm really appreciating at this point a lot of the experimental touches thrown in on this album considering that as we go through in the later tracks you'll find as you already mentioned it, it is kind of a popular pop rock mm-hmm. album but my God, they they throw a bunch of random shit in there every once in a while that kind of keeps you on your toes. So it's not too poppy. I mean, like there is some strange shit, but at the same time, like it, it's kind of really cool that they keep doing that. Um, sonically, the sound song sounds great. I, I love it, especially like the last leg of it. It's really expansive in the headphones. Mm-hmm. It's just like packed with sound textures, which is always really nice when you can sit down and pay attention to it. 
I can see it being overwhelming for someone, but I just really enjoyed it. Um, surprise. I picked this album. I definitely enjoy it. Um, I did hear a simple, clean, yet sort of tinny guitar strumming under the, I guess, I wrote moderately overdriven guitar, but I don't really know if moderately overdriven is kind of a thing. Um, But during the beginning, it was just that contrast that I noticed right away. And I don't think a lot, and I know I've said this before, but I don't know if a lot of these things that I'm listening for and reviewing, I have ever heard in this album before. And I've been listening to this album for at least 15 years. And it's once you start listening to it critically, I'm like, holy shit. Like I never noticed all the layers. I never noticed this little quiet bit on the left or this, you know, sort of subtle bit on the right. So I find that wild to me that selective hearing is a thing. <laughs> well, cause if you just have an album on in the background, I mean, like you're not meant to pick up on everything. Like you need to really sit down with albums like this or like, you know, we, yeah. we've reviewed a bunch of albums in the past that I'm pretty sure you need to listen to like five to 10 more times to even get like half yeah. of the shit going on. Yeah. Yeah. Or like you'll hear something I don't or vice versa. And I find that, I don't know, it's, it's wild to me, but uh, I, I heard, I guess, panning horns, and it kind of seems like the the longer the song goes on, the more is added. So it's like the studio door was open and whoever was walking down the hallway with an instrument on their shoulder or in their hands, they're like, yeah, come on in and play something. Come on in and play something. Just Which some I, vitamin. I, yeah, like I, I appreciate that. And I, I think it could have been a little shorter, but I don't know what I would have cut if that makes any sense, like it felt like it was long, but when you really look at each part, I don't think I would have cut anything. So maybe that's a, you know, irrelevant statement, but. I I don't know. It's hard to say because I mean, I kind of get that only because this album has a lot of times where it's like the first half of the song is like this it's like section a type thing and then yeah. they do a complete change up in like the last leg be it like the last third or quarter of the the track so i mean like yeah i guess it i guess i didn't notice too much about the time only because it felt different enough at certain points so it wasn't just the same thing being carried on for like in this case six minutes yeah 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 so it was a little more interesting to pick up on i mean i think there's a couple tracks on here that maybe bothered me time wise a little bit but other than that like Nothing too much to gripe about. Yeah. I did like how they used like the ring out at the end and added things like scraping the guitar strings or sort of huge symbols and stuff like that. So I, I, I feel like they needed room to do that, but at a certain point I'm like, okay, are we done? But then it was like 15 seconds to the end of the song and I'm like, oh, okay, they are done. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah, it's so weird how on this album, like there were some dead stop endings, but then there's other just long ring out endings. It's just like they didn't just pick one, which is fine, I guess. But at the same time, it's just like it was either one or the other. There was like no other style of ending. A fucking whole album of dead stop endings. I would have lost my mind after track three. (laughs) More or less. But speaking of track three, good transition. (laughs) Sonic Bloom, the other single of the album. Yes. Uh, this song was also released by the Polyphonic Spree. Can't say covered, same guy wrote it. But uh, it definitely seems like a change of pace from the last two songs. And it is welcomed. 
it's definitely a glimpse of how pop can we go with for me like yeah like i because i haven't heard this album or tripping daisy in general before i i guess i wasn't expecting a very poppy start to this track like i didn't know how pop rock this album was until i got to the end of it obviously (laughs) but considering how experimental that i've heard them be so far up to this point i guess like they i was i thought to myself at the point of writing this note like it's okay that they can sneak stuff like this in i mean like whatever and i mean like I think there's a note coming up. I guess I'll just say it now because I don't know where it is. Mm-hmm. But I do mention like they play several, like they they throw throw in several touches of like sub genres of rock in this. Mm-hmm. Like there, you have your pop. I feel like there's like there's some alt in there, some grunge. Uh, there's there was shoegaze at one point. I mean, like there's a lot more than that too. But the idea is just like I, I just. As I kept going, I thought like, okay, the pop rocking is just something they want to throw a touch in of, but like I didn't know it was going to be the entire thing, essentially. Um, This was definitely one of the more straightforward tracks because of how kind of like pop rock it was. I was constantly waiting for something to happen or change the sound up completely only because of what's been happening so far. Yeah, yeah. But it ran pretty similar all the way through. So like it was kind of a letdown, like not enough that it tanked the score, but I was just like. I anticipated something else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I do like the, uh, the many vocal layers in this track though. I mean, there's, there's, it's kind of like that through many of the tracks, but again, this is the first song I made that a note of. It's just good, a good use to like fill out the soundscape. So yeah, I enjoyed that much about the song, but just, yeah, I wasn't expecting to be so poppy. (laughs) I would definitely agree about the poppiness. I mean, like I said, I've heard this a bajillion times, so it was a lot less jarring and I guess shocking but it's spoiler not my favorite song on the album I don't know if that is the reason um but I do feel like this song um with its poppiness and all is a blindingly sunny day it just it just oozes with the feeling of optimism whether or not I'm listening to lyrics it could be about you know I don't know donkeys in the desert who knows but uh i (laughs) one of my notes was overlay this song with julie andrews dancing in a field in the sound of music and that's how i feel about this that's like the feeling i get when i listen to it is just like a ridiculous musical interlude about how happy somebody is yeah i guess that works yeah although there are again there's a lot of moments like that on this album so I guess I would see that more than once. I do like your donkey in the desert analogy better <laughs> because it just reminds me of that song by America, except instead of a horse, it's a donkey. I've been through the desert on a donkey with no name. It doesn't fit, but it's funnier. You could have given it a name and then they could have said yes with no name. So that way it at least fits in the syllable wise. <laughs> right dear, dear America in 1976. But then again, I don't know. The context of the song changes. You say you rode an ass to the desert. <laughs> What kind of party are you going to? What are you going to? Coachella? Dear Bon Jovi in 1986. (laughs) I need to write all these time traveling letters now. Uh, I I always leave the song whistling for a while. And even just reading that note, I hear it in my head. And I'm like, yeah. And you just kind of, and that definitely comes up maybe three or four more times where it's either a, a humming or a na 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 or whistling. That is just, say, there's a song it, that literally ends on whistling. It fucking gets in your brain. And I love it's catchy. It. That's why. 
Oh yeah. It's yeah. I, it's like, it's like sugar. It's like, you just, you can't stop. Can't stop. Well, I, I can, I'm diabetic. So haha. Anyways, analogy oh. over time for song number four, band-aids trademark for hire. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the title literally has TM in it, but I mean, it's just yeah. Band-Aids for Hire, whatever. Don't don't sue us. Well, they won't sue us. They'll have to sue uh, Tripping Daisy because they're the ones who actually used it. Yeah. We can say Band-Aid not get in trouble. We're not, we're not being sponsored. So this ba- Band-Aids, no, you want to sponsor no, me? I'll sh- cut my arm open right now. Ah. No, you better bleep the word blank aid because we're not sponsored. Well, I just said we're not sponsored. And as long as we, yeah. uh, we, we tell people that, then we're good to go. Yeah. No, I don't want... I- I don't want to say their damn name if they're not giving us a damn cent. Oh, well, I are, would never. I would never use them. I just use basic bandages. That's what all I yeah, use. Yeah. But a bandaid. You want me to use your your product? You can go ahead and uh, sponsor us. We we use Costco bandages. Thank you. I just use duct tape and cotton balls. I go old fashioned. Wow. Okay. <laughs> but yes, number four, yep. Band-Aids for Hire. Yep. Uh, this whole track just kind of felt like a demo, but it, I mean, it still sounded fine. But this, It felt like something that would be on like a demo tape or something like that. Uh, it had like, it, the song felt like grunge pop, if that makes any sense, mm-hmm. <laughs> with being a pop rock record. But again, like it had like some grungy tones to it that kind of just gave me that idea, I suppose. I like the chill p- pacing while still feeling like reasonably heavy. So that's why it's like grunge pop, I suppose. Yeah. And I mean, like other songs on this track, the abrupt ending kind of just took me by surprise a little bit. <laughs> and just as I was getting into it too, I was like, okay, I'm actually kind of digging this track. And then it morphed right into the next one. I was like, well, that's kind of unfortunate. So I don't know. I like this song, but it didn't give me enough of what I liked. Uh, obviously not the worst rated, not the best rated, but I mean, it could have been more and it could have gotten more too, score wise. Um. I did, like you said, I found it a pretty short song, but it doesn't really stray from what we're offered at the beginning, but it doesn't drag. It's not just giving us a little bit and then stretching it out for, what, two and a half minutes? Yeah. Um, I like the layered guitars, and it doesn't sound like too many, because I know I've listened to a couple songs, and I'm like, I know damn well there are only two guitarists, but why am I hearing six guitars? Like, it just, I don't know, it doesn't really f- seem to cogn- cognitively mesh with me. Um, and I'm not even sure, <laughs> I'm not even sure there was a chorus. Maybe it was all verses. I've never really noticed before. Uh, I know that is sort of a comment for a lot of these songs is this a chorus is this a verse what part is this i'm confused please help me um i i do really relate to the lyrics in this song uh, especially the part where he says my tooth is loose uh is your tooth I re- currently loose i really felt that no but what the hell are you all of the lyrics to all of their songs seem like analogies of analogies. And then when you look at them on paper, you're like, I, what? Maybe, uh, maybe, <laughs> except for I got a girl. That's incredibly straightforward. And that was the one that you, you uh, let me see on like the nineties video thing we did. And I, I didn't oh, like yeah. it that much. You did not. <laughs> and that was like the rules. Apparently their biggest hit or whatever, their one hit yeah, wonder. That was were. it. They are a one-hit wonder. This album had so many better songs than that mm-hmm. one, so I don't know how the hell that managed to be. That That's how I found out who they were. I saw them on pop-up video, went, 
I like this song. Went to Cash Converters, bought a Tripping Daisy CD for 99 cents, um, and then bought their whole catalog. And then I really like this album, and I've been listening to it for 15 years, 15 how, plus years. How many people in the audience right now know what the hell pop-up video is? <laughs> how many of you are guessing my age now? Ah, uh, Yes. You'll, you're probably getting closer and closer to getting it completely right. I'll, I'll just make this note too. I remember pop-up video being, being like, I can't remember. It was like single digit age, but I remember watching pop-up video and that's how I found out what the song summer of 69 was actually about by Brian Adams. Oh yeah. It wasn't yeah. a summer to remember because he was like having a good time. In the, he was having a good time, but I mean, yeah. like it, it wasn't a PG good time. I'll say that. Wasn't much. he like 10 years old or something? Yeah. So that's why it was a joke. And then <laughs> like a, just a sexual innuendo. It's like just the summer, I guess the first summer he ever 69 or something like that. Oh, and it was so good. Yeah. Had to write a song about it. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, and it I was a nothing. huge hit. <laughs> I, yeah, I bet it was. No, I I only have heavy size for that one. That's all. Essentially, yeah, and that's all I have for band-aids for hire because it's a short song, so there's not really much to go on anyway. Likewise. Uh, another short song to go on. Actually, the next few are kind of short, anyways. Number five, mechanical breakdown. I am not a fan of obviously processed vocals. Um, I don't actually mind it in this one. I sort of liken the sound to it being sort of mechanical. So it's kind of in my head sort of makes sense. Um, I really enjoy the upbeat, quick tempo. It, that caught me the first time I heard it. It just, I want to dance to it a lot, but not in any sort of structured way, just a flailing, you know what, we'll just let her dance on the dance floor alone. Kind the of Elaine Bennis. Yes, but add more arms. I get, yeah, because she has her arms like, like constricted. And yeah, like add, add more arms, maybe some windmilling, who knows. Um, but it, it seems so chaotic, but it's like purposefully chaotic, you know? Yeah, because again, like they just seem to enjoy throwing in a lot of like those experimental touches, as I mentioned earlier. And this is where I mentioned that note about the uh, use of many subgenres of rock. Like this, this song has like pop, surf, and garage. Those are the ones that I mentioned specifically for this track. Like it sounds like a weird melding of all of those. And so I thought that was really neat. And I mean, that's again already on top of the many others you can kind of get gather hints of throughout this entire album. So that I think it's pretty cool that they're doing that. I like how this track manages to sound really messy while man- maintaining a good composure. So like that yeah. kind of like that kind of good chaos you were just talking about a minute ago. Yeah. Yeah. In a, a good use of distortion across the entire track, like a good garage rock song can do that. So that's where that touch came in for me. Yeah. Uh, the last minute or so was also a lot of fun. I, I, I found like the, uh, the end of a lot of songs on this album were the best parts of them because like they kind of just did this weird halftime change up for a lot of the tracks. So I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, they really know how to keep like a good consistent feeling going or at least changing up to keep the mood alive. And so this is just one of those instances that's not just a deadpan stop. So I appreciated that much. Yeah. Um, at about two, just sort of going through my notes. Uh, this one makes me laugh. Um, at about two minutes when the tempo slows, the effect in the background, I don't know if it just sounds like ascending fireworks or lasers or what it was, but it reminds me of the beginning of Rush's Tom Sawyer. Oh, yeah. I guess so, huh? Yeah. So I'm listening to that and I listened to that part over and over and went, huh. 
know if I've ever noticed that before. So I like that. I think I can, I can kind of recall what you're saying. And I think my, uh, my thought immediately was it sound like one of the, uh, the final sounds at the the end of the song Armageddon by prism. I'd have to hear it. Okay. Well, it's essentially the same thing. It starts as a high note and kind of like starts to sound like a bomb's dropping or something like that. Yeah. 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 It kind of had that about it. It's like every Megadeth song. Bombs mm, does that. Man, I, I sure <laughs> do miss that one. <laughs> I sure do miss Dave Mustaine sometimes. I hope I never see a stupid fucking ass. Has, has anyone seen our TikToks? I, I make some really good ones. I think you should all go check them out. I'm proud of them all. Yeah. It's what what is it? Just rate the record. Rate podcast? the record podcast. Yeah. It's it's the same thing as uh Facebook and Instagram. Go follow all of those. Yeah, at rate watch, the record podcast. Go watch Chris's Tic Tacs. Oh yeah. And if you want the shorter link to it, it's rate the record.ca. Remember rate the record.ca. <laughs> Put that in your address bar what, and hit what, the star what, to save it. Sorry, what was that? Was that rate the record.ca? You nailed it. And then we have to do the door explorer thing where we say, What's the website? <laughs> Stare into the camera for 10 seconds. <laughs> What's that? All, all you get, all you get, is someone sitting there going, "Shut the fuck up." Yeah, That's right. Some angry stoner in their early twenties is like, "Shut the fuck up and talk about the album." And it's like, "Yes." Well, well, uh, go, going forward with the album, uh, my last note for this song is uh, I just never really noticed how many of these songs are two or more parts and how many have tempo changes within them. I feel like I always and time signature of, too. Yeah. I, I noticed that on one of them, but it could have been more. Um, one of them bothered me specifically. Oh, really? Ooh, I we'll get there. We'll get there. I look forward in the best way to hearing that, but yeah, it's, it's like, I don't know. It's like eating, eating a, uh, a prepared dish and just accepting it for what it is. But now I'm starting to see all the ingredients in it. And I'm like, huh, I never noticed that was in there. I never noticed that. So yeah, uh, this this show is opening my eyes, man. Hey, listeners, don't clip that out of context either. Cause God, it didn't sound like you said eyes for a minute there. Uh, it's opening my eyes, man. There you go. Now you just, just take that one and put that over the other one. Oh uh, no. I'm just like, I usually do. I'm going to leave it in. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, so song number six, uh, I don't really have a quirky joke for this one. It's a quirky enough title as it is. Your socks have no name. <laughs> you know, when I picked this album, I was like, yeah, I really want to hear it. Then the more I think about it, I'm more, yeah, I'm going to have to, we're going to have to read these song titles, aren't we? <laughs> I think this oh, yeah. one's one of the most, well, this one and the next one are the most ridiculous, I think. At least the other one makes sense as long as you just like kind of spell it out and read it, you yeah. know, but this one's just simply your socks have no name. Yep. And there is so much happening in a short amount of time in the song, <laughs> two minutes and 31 seconds. Oh, and just so, as I mentioned in the last one of like how a certain uh, key, uh, time signatures kind of messed me up a little bit and didn't like it. This yeah. is the one I didn't like this one. The waltzy feel that immediately went to like four, four time is yeah. pulled off all that well in this track. I don't know why they didn't just stick with the three, four time. It felt better that way. Cause when they went four, four, just like, eh, it doesn't yeah. sound that great anymore. Um, the wave, wavy guitars in the verses are a really cool touch. They definitely got like more bizarre in the second verses too. So I thought that was cool just to have that add on. And I mean, the time serves the song well, being two and a half minutes, because I can't imagine what else they would have done with the song, given more time. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, 
I found that it has a great walking tempo. So like just personally, I like listening to it while exercising. Um, so speaking of the, I guess, time signature change, uh, almost at the end of the album, I mention it and I will probably repeat this again, but I said, I never noticed that there were time signature changes in this album before now. And I think that is like eight songs from now. So if there's anything from here to there, I didn't notice, definitely didn't notice in this song. Um, it sucks. It was jarring to you. Maybe it was just normal to me. So I never noticed. Um, but I definitely hear like a, horns and a steel guitar I think at the beginning doing some in and out stuff and sometimes I hear it sometimes I don't but it's uh I don't know it's definitely interesting for sure I like how vague that is we don't know if you liked it or not <laughs> oh well you have to wait to the end of the episode guessing so yeah. And I mean, and if you just want it for your paper so you can see if we matched anything. Well, I am. And it's, uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and just put an X on that one. I'm just going to guess. She, she got too aggressive. Let's put an X. There is quite literally uh, everything so far that we've discussed is a question mark. And Excellent. now we're going on to song number seven because there's not much else to say for the socks have no name song because it means it's very short i think we got it through pretty quickly i do like that this one has a discernible verse chorus structure but i think that is just one of the few that actually do Mm -hmm. all right so song seven lucky seven and practically the halfway point of this album g-r-o-w all spelt it as one long word i think it's phonetically that's the pronunciation of that uh but it just spells grow if you had to you know spell it out real quick there so yeah song number seven grow or just g-r-o-w i hate saying that that uh that is literally how the song starts uh g-r-o-w g-r-o i don't even know um that spells grow yep and my first notice my first notice how dare you make me spell um i would be a liar if i didn't say that spelling the title seems a little cheesy um could be like hey no one's doing this let's do that but i i hate it Uh, i don't know if i've ever liked it like the song cool just the idea of doing that i hated it okay pause because i'm going to call you out now (laughs) let's go back for a minute to the living color episode with the living color theme song that was on that album and you said that you really didn't like when they say the name of the song or the band yeah it's the name of the band in the song yeah they, 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 this is kind of like the same principle. No, no. But now you're saying you hate it. No, no. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna explain here. So, you know those those songs where normally they're in like hip hop songs and such, where they'll just like sort of sing about how cool they are, or it's like, um, this is our band, this is what we're about, and we're so cool. That's a callback to the BC Boys, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's stuff like that. Like if they had a song called beastie or beastie boys and and they're like yeah they're like we're the beastie boys and we do this and we grew up in new york city and this and that like i know that that's the majority of all of their songs but if the whole thing was just about them in a bubble i don't know why i enjoy that so if living color was like yeah we're living color this is what we're about and we're here to plant trees yeah then like cool i like that 
but spelling out the song title uh, phonetically and just saying G-R-O-W, that spells grow. Yes, I know. Thank you. Maybe they have children in the audience. I don't know. Maybe Sesame Street's not on this late at night. Well, I, I guess know. it was 1998. There was some pretty, tr- pretty, uh, a lot of trash on TV. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's when the Attitude Era was prevalent. Uh, Beavis and Butthead, or actually, no, it was King of the Hill by that point. Beavis and Butthead were yeah. gone. But regardless, yeah, that was all there. Yeah. That's the Simpsons, like your shirt, or the Sompsons. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mentioned to you off camera. This is a, a gift from my sister. Uh, yeah. she, it, it's based on an image that's already online. This is somebody's drawing, and I don't know whose it is. So I, I feel bad for wearing it, not knowing who the hell made it. Just, I, I couldn't let the entire show be filmed and not mention your shirt because I absolutely love it. Oh, you should have, though, because the thing is, you can see the logo the, the entire time we talk. <laughs> and so people just be like, what the fuck is that shirt? <laughs> I love it. it. Makes me laugh. I have another shirt. Maybe I'll uh, wear it one day. But um, there, there's a there's a game there's there's a game called Jackbox TV, and you can play yeah. it through like your computer, PlayStation, and you use your phone as a controller. And one of them was called TKO, and you have to design T-shirts and captions and everything like that. And it's like the telephone game, and keeps getting passed back and forth. One of the ones I made it actually ended up winning. It was both my picture and caption somehow got combined. It's a picture of a weird dude with a butt chin, and it just says, eat meth, eat your hamster. I wore that to a street festival once, and people were staring at me walking down the street. <laughs> it was it was a pretty great day. Quite a few people laughed at the shirt. It's fantastic. Please wear that. Please wear that. I'm just trying it's gotta be around here somewhere. I wouldn't have gotten rid of that. <laughs> I think I've outgrown a little bit. I'm a, kind of a big boy now, so I mean, we will see. I was quite in shape when I uh, when I was wearing that shirt. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, street festivals, um, nice little segue that probably won't make any sense. Uh, the beginning kind of reminds me of this weird carousel ride, like not an evil one where you're on the ride to hell, but one where you're like, it sounds like it's going to break down at any time right now. So I feel like that's a few <laughs> tracks on this album. <laughs> I think it's the like the steel guitar horn combo, but it also kind of has like a surfy vibe to it, I guess, maybe. A little bit, I suppose. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't really remember what this one sounds like, so I'm just trying to go by memory here at this yeah. point. Yeah, I, I definitely understand that. Oh, I listened to the album once, and you're describing it. I'm like, uh-huh, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I liked the writing and composition in this track. Uh, like, it seemed a little quirky and unusual, so that's probably where a lot of it, that kind of weird music feeling came in. Uh, it kind of gave it a tense but entertaining feeling, so I appreciated that again. Um, once again, I do like the change up at the end of the track. I like when they do this kind of stuff. Great progression, but again, why did it have to just do a dead stop? Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know, man. When you got something good, like take advantage of it. I mean, do something with it. Just the dead stop, just. I don't know, it's, it's make it seem like you're cowering out of your own song and actually finishing it properly. <laughs> there are certain songs when dead stops are okay, but I mean, like, yeah. with how often they happen on this album, it got kind of frustrating. Yeah. I find that, I don't know, I, I can't really recall which ones have dead stops. I think I only noticed the ones that have, like, sound bites in between that will overlay the end and the beginning of the next track, so it kind of makes the like the the dead stops or the sort of fading seem easier i guess 
by I always memorize or not memorize, but I always uh, remember those ones. It's because the dead stop ones are really jarring because like you're just listening to it and all of a sudden done. Yeah. So I mean, like it, it catches my attention only because it's like suddenly, I don't know. It's kind of a weird note, but like you know, uh, the vents are on my house when I'm like when I go to sleep and they'll shut on and off during the night and like if they're on while I'm trying to fall asleep and then they suddenly shut off, I jet awake because like, it's just a sudden difference of like sound and then yeah. nothing. So like, I don't know. So what ha- same thing happens with, with music when it just suddenly stops, I take notice like immediately. Yeah. Interesting. Like it's not supposed to be that way. Yeah. I, uh, I, <laughs> it's funny. Cause I'm going through my list of, uh, of notes. I'm like, Oh, which one I'm going to read that going to read next. And my last one, I accept the abrupt ending solely because it bleeds into the next song very nicely. Okay. Fair enough then, I guess. Yep. And we will go on to the next song. Now the shortest song on the album, two minutes, and one second, new Plains medicine song, number eight. Um, it's not that I think this song is reusing ideas, but I feel this would have been better. Like, blended with another song on the album not just even the last one but it could have been like any one of them i don't know it didn't really do anything too different to stand out on its own it's really uh-huh. short i mean it barely even works as an interlude if it's trying to be one because i think this is i could be wrong is this like the end of side a for this album by chance uh well my this here if they redid it like it was originally there are four sides and it is the end of side two Oh, okay. So it is into the side. So it makes sense yeah. then. But still, I don't know. It is a, a noisy little pop rock number. That was fine. But I mean, it's not terribly exciting. And that's all I kind of had for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I notice and I like how so far I really feel like the drums are like more upfront than the rest of the instrument. So when there's like a break in the beat, you can really hear the guitar. And that's like a little treat. So I I had that for the last song, but like, it's pretty spanning for the entire thing. Um, Again, I adore adore the drum fills in this one. Um, I kind of feel like the drums represent the sort of straight laced bus driver that is just, you know, they're on track, they're driving straight, everything. But then you got the kids throwing stuff at throwing stuff at each other and fighting and walking out of their seats. And like everything else is sort of, I guess, using overusing the word chaotic. <laughs> it's like everything's everywhere. There's so many sounds, but the drums are just, they're doing its thing and they're they're just burnt, they're dragging the whole song with them and i i kind of appreciate that i never really listened to the drums in this album before so i kind of have a newfound appreciation for them so at the very least the song has an anchor to it it's not just yeah, like there, yeah, completely it. just all over the place just like what the hell yeah. is the song well yeah because like it's like in every relationship you have to have the crazy one and the down to earth one. Cause you've two crazy ones. Shit's going haywire. If you have two down to earth ones, you're boring as hell. So it's like, you have to have that one to like, like you said, perfect to anchor everything down. And I, I find the drums definitely do that. Uh, I think I noticed more in this song than the ones previous. Um, but I always think that this song is longer than it is only because it kicks off from the start and it ends. That's that's it. There's no bullshit. There's no silence. There's no waiting. That's it. What they want to say, they're in, they're out, you're done. And 
done it is because I mean, again, it's only like two minutes long, yeah. very quick to get through. I mean, like, I feel like this next section of the album was probably the longest because like, there's like a, quite a few, not quite a few. There's like three or four of like five minute tracks on here type thing. Yeah. So we can move on yeah. to song number nine, our drive to the sun slash can a man market. So this is like one of those two in one deals here. Yeah. It's kind of like uh like what the guess who's no sugar tonight. And what is it new? I wrote this down. Uh, <laughs> new new mother, mother nature. nature. That's it. Um, because you, whether you like to or not, you kind of always pick one that you like a little bit more than the other part. And it's like that for me, but opposite where I really like the second part, the Canaman market. Like I love all of it, but I just like that one a little bit more Same. And then with the guess who I like no sugar tonight instead of the other See, one. And <laughs> my, my comparison, uh, I believe it's Jackson Brown. I, I might be getting the name wrong. I can't remember. But he had that song, The Loadout slash Stay. And Stay is fucking garbage, but The Loadout <laughs> is really pretty. Really? Stay is just so dumb. But like the, the Loadout is kind of like emotional. It's, it's kind of like a, just a song about like, you know, being exhausted on the road, just moving from one city to the next. Like, okay, playing the show. Just, oh man, I'm tired. It's kind of like that, uh, that fucking bob seeger song turn the page but but regardless yeah that's the loadout but then it then it uh then it goes right into stay which is a kind of a pickup of the first part and it gets just kind of like cartoony and stupid and really dumb falsettos happen and i I just it frustrates me to no end like why did you have to ruin a song like that yuck Anyways, we're not talking about him. We're talking about this song, yep. the two in one here. Uh, I do like the general come down of this track. It's needed after like a lot of the craziness in the first half. Um, th- this, at least the the one drive to the sun portion of this song, feels like some sort of manic pixie dream girl movie from like the late <laughs> '90s, early 2000s, or yeah. like whatever the equivalent of that is. Um, it's funny because I thought the course actually kind of took away from the chill and kind of off-putting verse because like that's where my intrigue kind of lie for that portion yeah. of the song. The course just kind of popped it up a little too much, like made yeah. it a little too poppy. So I don't know. I wasn't huge on that. But again, with the ending changeup, uh, although it's not technically an ending changeup because it's I guess a transition to like the second song ish. I don't. It's not really a separate song though. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it does make sense with this changeup because again, it is a separate song. And yes, I do like uh, Can a Man Market better than the previous half, but the problem is it's much shorter than the first Yeah, part. it's like a third of the song. Is that just one part? It's like a minute, and that's it. If you're going to have a split song, literally split the song. Don't don't just like give me like a minute of the f- like the second yeah. track and like three or four minutes of the first. Yeah, it felt like a ring out of that song to end it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I do like that when the song changes, I like how it's introduced with vocal na-na-nas mimicking the melody until the band kicks in because it's not a harsh transition. It's kind of like a, a slow one. I don't know. It's It always felt very smooth to me. I do really like the bass in this. I feel like this is really the first time that I've been able to really hear it not just feel it but to hear it because I have kind of a problem with not being able to hear not individual strings but just a real life bass being played because if you're just feeling rumbles you're like okay like I know it's there 
but being able to hear, I don't know, it's, it's hard to describe without saying, yeah, I like hearing the strings being hit, but I just, I found it a lot in this one. I, I can help you out with a little bit with that because uh, bass guitars are notoriously undermixed yeah. uh, in most albums and productions. I don't know why a lot of producers tend to hate bass guitars, uh, but they do uh, for the most part. Like, I mean, see Jason Newstead Metallica. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just obviously the most obvious example, but still like some bands, it'll be more prevalent. Some bands, it stands out more, but more often than that, not they, they will sacrifice the, the, the tone of the bass to, kind of improve the overall production which is kind of unfortunate there's a way that you can fit the bass in there but they just i don't know i guess they just don't know how to master that part yeah. properly I, I don't know it's it's weird yeah well screw everyone who doesn't put bass in songs or doesn't do it to an efficient degree well actually funny enough we'll, we can i guess we can move on to the next song because i also have a note oh, about the bass oh, in the next song oh, 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 slow, slow oh your okay rolls. you're not done yet okay oh, all right, slow your all right. i am never done i am never done um i, I only have like, i literally have like two more points <laughs> um so the first part to me uh may be repetitive and i know that i am brutally aware of my thoughts on being bored and repetition um but i think that when i like it i will give it a pass uh like a bad teacher would so had to get that joke in there. Um, also, I really appreciate the question response of can a man market? Of course he can, because it's not just a hypothetical question that a lot of songs have. They'll just ask a question and move on. This one answers it. And I appreciate getting answers on the important questions. Yeah, I noticed the yes, he can portion. Yeah, I like it. It was very, it was very cute. I just imagine like Greece. Where it's like our drive to the sun. They're in the car and they're driving into the sky. And then it's like, can a man mark it? And she's like, yes, yes, he can. And then they go up into the sky and then probably die. Because that's probably what happened. Don't know. Never seen Greece. And, and my stupid chicken breast brain only thought of Bob the Builder. Bob the Builder. Can we fix it? Yes, we can. I have never seen that ever. I've heard so, it in commercials for oh the toys. God. I never watched the show. Yeah. Just the commercials for the yeah. toys said that exact line. I will take your word for it. But now I'm ready to move on. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, cool. Uh, the only reason why I wanted to transition so quickly, I guess, is because I have a note about the bass in the next track, actually, because you said you liked it in this one. Yeah. Uh, this is where I kind of really started to notice it. So song number 10, Human Contact. So I'll just jump right to the bass note first then, because like I said that the bass definitely sounds more snarling in this track and I, I like yeah, it. So I that's what made that it sound uh, stand out a little more, like even tonally, because like, I don't know if it's being plucked a little more aggressively. I don't know if they're using a different bass guitar, different pickups. I don't know what they're doing, but the idea is like it stood out more enough that I wrote a note about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's literally all I said about it. But the fact that I did that means like, oh, they did something different here because I obviously noticed it. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely have the same note, I guess not as descriptive, but uh, I could really hear the bass and I very much appreciate it. So I'm glad that after my sort of discovery last track that they kept rolling with it, maybe, maybe they just did the first, the first half dirty. And then there's like, well, I'll make up for it in the last half. So maybe. 
I, I have slight disagreements with that, but we'll we'll uh, get into that as we do. That's fine. Um, I do like how like the expansiveness of the sound can change on a dime in this uh, in this particular track. It goes from like a much more minimal setup, like very like acoustic guitar, just like vocals to what almost feels like an arena filling sound <laughs> as it gets more grand as it goes it's interesting to listen to it all unfold yeah um but it's funny though because this song in particular i'm gonna i'm just gonna read this straight up the song sounds like the inspiration of so many indie bands from the late 2000s to the early 2010s you know the ones the ones who will list acts like the velvet underground talking heads and broken social scene maybe even bright eyes as their main influences that's yeah. this song sounds like it was one of those influences as well on really? like later indie bands in like the 2010s i don't know just that's the kind of idea that i got from it my idea was I can see this at the end of a movie during the this is how they're doing now montage. I don't want to see that montage. It's the worst part of the movie. <laughs> You're like, I don't want to watch people packing luggage. I like Stop when it. characters die. Make me sad already. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I came here I, to feel emotion, not watch happily ever afters. <laughs> no, you stop kissing. You stop that. Uh, I found the music during the chorus sounds so wobbly and I just can't pinpoint what it is. Uh, I did go out on a limb. Um, maybe it's just 16th notes on multiple things, multiple instruments. I have no idea, but there's just parts of it where it seems a little disorienting, like a song prior that I don't remember which one. Um, I think it was socks have no name. I think it was that one. It just seems wobbly i don't know kind of all over the place yeah i don't really know how to describe it it might be ascending descending again i'm not sure but i don't know it, i definitely notice it it makes me feel kind of weird but not in like a bad way but also not in a good way um i do think that this one also could have been a little shorter although i did really enjoy whistling to the earworm tune ah uh, yes there's that whistling note again <laughs> yep um, yeah, I don't know. Like it's despite it being five minutes and 37 seconds. I mean, like I didn't actually have a whole lot of notes for this one because I mean, I, I don't really recall a lot of the song off the top of my head. So I don't know the part that you're talking about, but I'm pretty sure yeah. if I heard it again, I could say something, but yeah, I don't know. It, it didn't like, I liked it, but it didn't do enough to like really catch my attention too much. Cause like also like the production on it was kind of just like a little bland. It kind of just like, felt like a flat surface with just like a lot on the flat surface though. So mm-hmm. I don't know. There was no real texture to the song for me. So maybe that's why it didn't stand out too well. I respect that. Alrighty then. So we can move on to song number 11 pillar. <laughs> My first note was 99% of the time. I don't remember the title of this song. And after this, it probably will be 99.1. I know this song exists. I know it is a song title. I never remember what song it is. So apologies. My brain has been melted over the last, what, 10, 11 songs we've done so far. So, And it's funny because I'm just looking at the other songs on the album here. It's literally the shortest title and it's the one you don't (laughs) remember. It's like the most basic one, too. Yeah, I mean, the song's all right to me. I mean... uh, this you can tell though that this back end of the album, or at least I guess it's if it's four vinyls, whatever, but like the yep. later half of the record in general, uh, is a lot more subdued. 
than like the previous portions of the album. I mean, like you still have certain chord progressions that kind of still sound unusual and certain experimental like choices are still being made. Uh, but it just seems to be writing like a fairly consistent like mood uh, or feeling yeah. decent amount of energy. But at the same time, it's just like, I don't know. It's not really doing too much to like go up or down from that at this point. So it, it feels like the first part of the album was like this big wave, but now that wave's starting to settle down to like a steady plateau. Yeah. And that that's kind of where I started noticing it on like uh, this particular part in the album. Now I'm not certain why they felt it necessary to use like this chopper effect on the voice for like literally two words in the entire song. And they're, sp- <laughs> they're split by minutes. Like I swear yeah. to God, I, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't sound bad. It just bothers me that there's like little to no purpose other than to do something random and unneeded. So yeah. I like maybe I'm missing something that's part of the lyrics. I don't know, but just it. It's like, did you just want to throw it in the effect because like your seven year old son told you to do it? I don't know. Uh, I'm probably gonna go ahead and uh, speak for them and say they were probably on something. I don't. I don't want to say heavy drugs. But I bet you they were high. Even with the, like the final listening before they sent out the master to like get duplicated and shit like that. It's like they just still listen to like, yeah, I like that vocal little chopper effect. We'll keep that. And yeah. the producer's just like, fine. If if anything, just in case any member of the band happens to stumble across this and listen, this is not this is not any sort of uh, what defamation or anything. I, I didn't mean you. I just meant the producer. The producer was high off his tits. So it wasn't you guys. It was him. Uh, and hey, remember when we said at the beginning, take it with a grain of salt, just saying. Yeah, yeah. Make sure it's uh, not bath salt, so. Oh my God, no. Just regular salt. Yeah, table salt with the iodine. Thank you. Um, I'd like to elaborate on your thoughts about the last half of this album uh i am going to save it until the very end because i really don't want it to sort of give too much away as we continue on uh but i just want to say that i am going to circle back to sort of the final summary of my thoughts on it um having listened to it a bajillion gadillion times um for this song though i like the light and airy start um the things that are mixed into these songs like panning noises and zooms and zips and horns here and there are really interesting and knowing what i do about the polyphonic spree um this makes so much more sense because it feels like a logical sort of vehicle to just do this all the time and have it sort of under its own identity um unfortunately I am a terrible fan and I have not ever heard their very last album between this one and them breaking up. So, I mean, that could be total pop, total, could be total garbage. I have no idea. I'd love to listen to it. I, I want to get my hands on a physical copy. Never have still never listened to it. I'm a terrible person. Um, But I feel like this song is a lot shorter than it actually is. And I like the horns in it. Um, Carbon copy from every fucking song that has horns in it. I like the horns in it. I like horns. Except, I swear to God, there's going to be one song that's going to just be like saxophone. It'll be like Careless Whisper. And I'll be like, yeah, I hate this song. We like, the whole thing's horns. I'll be like, yeah, it sucks. It's terrible. 
So first off, I know I know you mentioned Polyphonics Free already, like in the beginning of the episode, but it only kind of hit me now that I think I'm more aware of that name than I was Tripping Daisies. Yeah. I feel like I know I've heard the name Polyphonics Free. I don't think I maybe if I heard a song, I would know. But like, yeah, I know I've heard that band name over Tripping Daisy before. So I just want to point that part out. I know that they did the I don't know if it's for the entire series, but I know that they did the opening song, I guess title song for the show weeds oh okay yeah so i know that i know but that song. there's not much else that uh that i would know that may match up to something that you you know and also just kind of circling back to the whole idea of you keep saying i like horns yeah. i just i there are certain things that you keep saying on the show over and over again i like horns yup and like you just got your own like catchphrase and everything so we need to get you one of those books where you pull the handle and there's like a spinning thing it just says one of your catchphrases and lands like on a picture of you or something like that or it has to be like a pole a pole cord doll like my doll talks i like horns okay you know like you know when you record those you only have like x amount of seconds to say what you need to say so there should be one me explaining something that makes no sense and then it gets cut off. Where it's but like, now I now, am not a perfect Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or I'm not sure what. I'm not sure what. So yeah, I uh it makes me feel good. <laughs> or the word vibes over and over again. Well, at least but, that one would fit in like a two-second span. <laughs> you know what? I'm liking this marketing uh marketing adventure opportunity. Yeah, it's okay i'll leave this in we'll leave in this p- potential merch idea yeah. down the road we'll have a talking savannah doll and i don't know if i if i have my own uh, i'll just say like shut up or something i don't know mine would just be dumb my, my mine would be like that uh that joke doll where it's like the crazy cat lady in the pink robe with crazy hair with all the cats yeah that would just be me except for just put my face on it i want mine to be a doll like tickle me elmo except no matter where you touch it you just hear voice saying don't touch me me. (laughs) it doesn't matter where and like if for some reason any of you perverts out there decide to touch my crotch it says definitely not there (laughs) all all you'll hear is beep 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 for 911 exactly (laughs) that's it you're in trouble now (laughs) i think it's quite obvious we're ready to move on Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Song number 12, eight ladies, eight entire ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where I started to realize like a lot of the flair that they had in the first half of this album has run a little stale. Yeah. The back half. This is where I feel like they were actually starting to recycle ideas. Um, I mean, it's it doesn't sound bad. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like, I don't know. The creativity I was felt that they had in the first half is just being rehashed over and over again now. Yeah. So it's kind of unfortunate. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Um, this is another instance, too, of the course taking away from what was making the verse interesting. And it's always weird to say that because the course is supposed to be the part that picks up and like makes things better. But I mean, I don't know. This album has had a couple of instances where it's the verses that were actually better, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much else for this song, but except that the ending was felt really random, like more than some of the other ones. Like they accidentally clipped another song's ending into this one during production. And they just said, you know what? Fuck, we don't have the budget to go back and fix it. Let's just leave it. Yeah. So I don't know. The, the ending kind of kind of cheesed me a little bit, but whatever it is, what it is. <laughs> I, I think it might be like a voicemail or something. Cause I did make note of it. 
um, again, the, the sound bite at the end just sort of helps transition one song to the other, but it doesn't really have anything to do with either of the songs. It just sort of covers the transition, I guess. Yeah. Um, but to me, it sounded like a voicemail, but it was kind of like, I don't know where this fits with it. Like, does it end the narrative to this one or does it begin the other one? I don't know. Um, but I didn't really have too much for this one other than I did find that the hi-hat is very complimentary to the vocals in this. They all hit same time. It just felt very tight and good. Um, I know that a lot of it is just good playing, but a lot of it is good sort of, I, I don't know what's matching up. I don't know. It's just good meshing of everything. And I like that. Um, but I find that a lot of the songs up until now, I mean, kind of going on your point, it does kind of lose its steam a little bit. Um, but I feel like it kind of plays like a story where it's not really a typical song structure, which is verse, chorus, verse, chorus. It's kind of predictable. You know what's going to happen. Um, it kind of has some like fun flexibility where it'll be like a verse and then it kind of sounds like a chorus, but then it doesn't really because it just sort of hung off of the end of the verse. So you're not sure if it's sort of a pre-chorus or what it is. Um, but I find that that kind of helps the song glide by where I'm not counting how many verses there's already, they have already been. So I'm like, oh, they should have, you know, two choruses and then, you know, the grand finale and it's over. I feel like the end of these songs are sort of unpredictable to me. And like you're saying about the hard stops, it's like, you don't know when it's going to happen. And sometimes you are disappointed when it does, but I don't know. I found that uh, just the overarching theme to me is it just doesn't seem as structured as a lot of the other stuff that we've listened to. I mean, Mr. Bungle definitely is an exception and Primus as well. Well, yeah, those definitely went in different directions of like (laughs) how chaotic and creative you can be and like but how well you can fit things together yeah yeah. especially bungle like by the way that's episode seven or yeah episode seven that was a long time ago uh so if anyone wants to go hear that by all means like we we had uh, quite a lot to say about that one Uh, by this by this point we've called back so many episodes i think i've run out of youtube cards to put in the top right corner so that's why i have to start calling them out by name now oh listen to this episode oh no oh no it's gonna be a Card on my face. Card on my face. Card oh no, no, it's not face. the annotations. Those are long gone. Those are disgusting. Those are terrible. Okay, good. Whew. No, it's just like kind of pops in the top right corner. Yeah, yeah. It's like episode this, and I usually do that when we reference an episode, but we've referenced way too many now. And I think you only get a maximum of like four or five per episode. So. Oh, okay. I didn't know that there was a limit. Oh yeah, because they, they don't want you to spam it all the time. Although, whatever. It's, I don't know why they would stop that. Anyways. Yes. That's irrelevant. We can move on. We're getting close to the end of the album now. Oh, there's still three. So I, I don't know why I never even realized there are 15 fucking songs on this album. I, I still hold the record for choosing the longest album. That was 17 oh tracks. Chili Peppers, you're welcome. I don't thank you. I don't. Go watch, go watch that one. That was that 28 was... episodes ago. How does that make you feel? Great. And I wish that it was 48 episodes ago. But just it's not to show that, the length of time. <laughs> it's not that I hated it. 
I just kind of did. <laughs> I just think they would make a better instrumental band. It's I like think, how a lot of people they don't mind Rush, but Getty's Lee, Getty Lee's voice grates on them. I never got that. I always liked Getty's voice. Yeah, I still me do. Too. Yeah, I grew up on it. Even his old man voice, like the one that's like lower tone, like that's still fine by me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Anthony Kiedis just needs to, I don't know. You know what? This isn't about them. Let's stop making it about Anthony Kiedis. I was going to say, speaking of the Chili Peppers, let's move (laughs) on to song 13. has nothing to do with the Chili Peppers. About the movies. Yes. We're very close now. This is the one that I noticed the time signature change, like eight songs after the first time they did it. Yeah, and actually, I, I do mention the uh, the the signature change, signature change as well. Uh, but I'll start by saying, like, I do like the heavy moments prior to the courses. I'm guessing that the pre-course again. Trying to wonder what the hell that is. <laughs> the courses themselves are fine this time around too. I did enjoy them. I found myself enjoying this track a lot more as compared to some of the other ones uh, mm-hmm. leading into this one. Um, yeah, there was a nice three-four sway, it, it, like that felt really nice in this track. Yeah. Definitely works to make the song a little more bouncy and innocent feeling. Again, if that makes any sense. Uh, but giving the chorus, like at the end of the song, it bothered me to no end how th- they took what was a three-four chorus and made it into a four-four treatment at the end, like of a very pop rock style too. And it's just, yeah. it killed the fun of the other choruses prior to this one. I didn't like that much. I don't know why they felt that was necessary. I mean it just and for that it made the song feel too long because they destroyed it by making that course four four i don't know why they did it it didn't sound good it's not a good stylistic choice like this is the second time in this album i said you should have just kept three four yeah do you do you think that if they kept three four that it would have been sort of boring to have that the entire time. No, because there's things you you could do different things with a song. In like the vast majority of songs we listen to are all in four four, but they manage to do exciting things. So Fair I mean, enough. if you keep it in three four, I mean, there's plenty you can do with it. Or hell, go to a different times to ensure that's not four four. Really fuck with us and go like five four, yeah. or like fucking yeah. fifteen sixteen. Go really weird. Yeah, six seven. Why not seven eight eight nine nine ten? Who knows? Are they seven eight? Yeah. Yes, all of those ones, not so much. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. If that, I, don't, I don't know what that means. Um, but yeah, for me, there's a lot in this song that I've mentioned for others. Um, this song turning into something else for the back half, the tempo changes, and here specifically the time signature change. To me, it's the most, I guess, quote, normal song on the album. And I just find it really enjoyable to sing to. Um, despite not knowing some lyrics, it kind of feels like I learned a song in a different language where I'm just singing it from hearing it. I don't really know what the hell I'm singing most of the time. Yeah. Um, for that, I find it fun. Um, but aside from that, I just, I didn't really have much to really say that I haven't really been rehashing a, a lot up until now. Oh my God. Look, another callback. That's callback to Grapes of Wrath. When I said the exact same thing from like song four or five, I was like, wow, this is starting to feel similar. Every single song after that, I was like, I don't know what else to say anymore. Well, I'm glad that we got this far into the album for that to happen, but it is sort of, I don't want to say disappointing. Um, but it is a little disappointing. <laughs> I, I just realized with all the callbacks we're doing too, it, it, are we reaching the end of the podcast? And like, are we actually going to finish doing this forever? Because I mean, this feels like a retrospective episode. Clip show. That's it's exactly what this is now. That, that means we're getting to the end of doing Rate the Record forever. Sorry, oh, people, no. it's over. 
Oh no. We sorry. didn't do this on purpose, but <laughs> I'm sorry to that one person and his two friends that he forced to listen to this podcast. And one of them kind of started to like, but then they got bored about 30 minutes yeah. in. And the other one really got into it. And then this is their like third episode listening to it. And then they're like, what? What? They're, they're ending. <laughs> It's like when you start to watch a show and you're like, oh, I can't wait till next season. Oh, no, no. They got canceled. Excuse me. Don't worry. We got plenty of shit to binge. We have a huge back catalog right now. Nearly 100 videos. I mean, I think, I think it's like nearly 80 at this point. The point of recording this one and releasing it, I think it's like very nearly 80 videos. So go binge everything. Yeah. Go hibernate. Just stay in bed and just watch this. Watch and l- l- let's see how much you can tolerate of the two and a half nine inch nails video. There's another callback, by the way, clip show. Why not just find some sort of segue? To, here, here's another segue. Uh, I'll just, I'll make it just make this a clip show. Let's go to song 14. Tiny men. We're going to talk about tiny little men that's the bob dylan episode 20 episode by the way i'm gonna quit real soon (laughs) Uh, well this is the last episode it's fine you're allowed to oh my god thank god oh my god that that one was it dave mustaine it was dave mustaine dash dylan Uh, you have my car keys i have a liquor store now i already went there but i didn't get you anything funny but i hate it so great story tell us to readers digest dumbest line i had no idea that was real because my favorite part about that episode let's just do the clip show while we're at it i mean my favorite part about that episode is when i actually read the lines to Mm -hmm. part of symphony of destruction and you didn't catch on that that was over the lyrics you thought i was just making jokes i'm like yeah this is fucking then you read the lyrics (laughs) on camera it's like i I wasn't fucking around he he read wrote this bullshit hindsight's always 2020 I'm sorry, but Megan, like I, I don't, I don't care. David saying, "Come at me, whatever." It doesn't matter. I'll win. Um, but I, I always thought of them as like, oh, they're so cool. They're so metal. Like if I wear their shirt, people are gonna think I'm cool. But then I started listening to the lyrics, going, I don't relate or enjoy any of this. Mustaine's music, not a good songwriter lyrically. He's terrible. Like, yeah, like the music, super cool. Like this may be another Chili Peppers thing. It might be Chili Peppers and Megadeth. Just instrumental bands. I'm down. I'm down for it. But then even some, some Megadeth songs, I'm like, well, eh. you, you just let me transition to yet another clip show episode. Yes. That reminds me of Billy Town When I mentioned the Limp Bizkit thing where it's, I yeah. didn't like the singer, but I thought the band is super cool. Like yeah, look, yeah. We go, we're just fitting every fucking episode into this one. There's no more cards. Yep. Like we ran into those a long fucking time ago. And yep. I'm pretty sure if anyone wanted to hear anything, they want to hear what we have to say about tiny men. We have to get back on track. Yes. Let's get back to it. It's been way too fucking long. This song has ended the album vibes. I think its placement uh, it fits very well here. Yes. Um, I do enjoy the different soft guitar layers of the entire track. I thought that's really nice. There's a looping guitar noise in the background of the second verse as well that I really liked. Super minimal and barely present, but it's things like that that can really help out a track. So I thought that was really neat. Yeah. Um, the noisy metal uh, felt like a very shoegaze kind of moment. So that's just another subgenre of rock. I thought that was really cool. It, obviously not in the same vein. So people don't attack me for this, but it kind of gave me the same vibes as like my bloody Valentine. Uh, th- that'd be a weird album to cover one day, but maybe who, who we'll see. But yeah, Let's uh, do it. <laughs> maybe uh, along with it. Yeah. Like I just thought that was kind of a cool thing to add. And again, just adding onto the idea that they play on all those rock subgenres. So I thought, that was kind of an interesting choice to have in the song. I really like this one, especially being in the back half. It's good to have a song like this. 
Mm-hmm. I 100,000% agree with you when you say it has end of album vibes. That was my very first point that it feels like the album is coming to a close and somehow it's audibly able to wrap it up. It's very strange how songs can have that like opening album or closing album sound, I guess, but this definitely has it. Um, there hasn't really been much area in the album to just have music run for a few bars without whistling or humming or any sort of vocal accompaniment. But in this one, there was actually two different, I guess, two close together, but different spaces where it was just music and it was nice. It was a breath. It was, it let the music itself breathe. And I like that a lot. I found that the bass sounds very deep. It's nice. It's noticeable. And I like the female background vocal behind the main vocals. I found that they meshed very well. Um, I haven't checked the liner notes, but I would not, uh, I would probably not be too far to say that that was probably his wife's voice. So they definitely sound nice together. It's funny because I actually, maybe I just didn't Google hard enough, but I I couldn't find the liner notes for this album. Like Wikipedia had like nothing. So I mean, like not even just for this track, but just in general for other ones I was looking into as well. Just like, what, what is this part? What is this? Is this a Mellotron? (laughs) That's like, I had a lot of questions that I couldn't answer. All right. Okay. So we got, now I'm just going to read the instruments. I'm not going to read who does what it's whatever. Uh, voice, guitars, caliphone, and dulcimer. You're, you're gonna have to figure that out. I don't know. I know what a dulcimer is. Mean. Yeah. Uh, acetone slash mellotron. Hey. Uh, cello. Uh, trumpet, banjo. Obviously, you know, bass, percussion. Um, there's percussion, backing vocals, keys. Yep. So all of that. And I'm almost positive that that was him and his wife. So, yeah. Makes sense. It always pays to have a compact disc. Vinyl can give you the same thing. Yeah, it's just harder to take. It's like pulling out an entire road map on camera. And also, you know, the older that we get, we're going to need the bigger print. So the vinyl record is going to have the giant print on it. It'll just be a lot more helpful. I already wear glasses. So that's perfect. Thank you. I do just not on camera because I want to look cool. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's all I have for this one. Yeah. Yeah. We can move on to the final track that didn't feel like an ender to me. Song number 15, Indian Poker Parts 2 and 3. And no, part one is nowhere in sight. (laughs) I do have just a point before you start. Uh, so this one is a cover and elaboration on two Brainiac songs of the same name. Indian Poker Part 2 is earlier in their album. Uh, part 3 is a little later on. Uh, I listened to both. It is definitely a reimagining and, like I said, elaboration on it because the original tracks are both less than a minute each. So... And that kind of adds yeah. up considering the song is three minutes and seven seconds. So it's just slightly longer. Maybe yeah. it's more exaggerations, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, I didn't I, even know that till I looked into it. I was like, ah, that makes sense. It doesn't really sound like a tripping Daisy song to me. Yeah. I wouldn't even bother. Uh, not that I wouldn't bother looking into it, but just like, I think the only reason why I would have is because I want to know where part one was. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, there's another oh the collective soul had Y part two but they never had a yeah. Y part one yeah, and I, yeah, yeah. For, I remember being a kid and being like what where I had like every, my parents had all the albums I was like where is it yeah. and it was a single too so it's like it probably got a lot of people going what the hell is this just Ed Roland drunk on red wine as per usual <laughs> Anyways, yes, Indian Poker Parts 2 and 3. Um, I didn't really know where this is going. Okay, again, keeping in mind, I wrote these notes not knowing what you just told me. So yes. just kind of bear with me as I'm going through my own version of this. Yeah. I didn't know where the song was going, but the weird, almost like atonal synth in the background. Okay, I don't. you're probably not going to get this reference, and that's fine, because it's, it's kind of dumb and obscure. There's going to be like one person who listens to this and understands what i'm talking about but i i know i'm not going to get in trouble putting the video so in the video version i'm going to put a clip over top it sounded like a slowed down version of the crazy bus theme especially with the weird detuned guitars so right here now okay welcome back <laughs> and i'm still as confused as when we went into the clip but continue on please oh i want to leave it in for the audio people too just uh, you know i'm gonna do that just because oh my god it, it, long story short it's the most chaotic dumb bullshit video game thing that doesn't really exist that you'll ever hear in your life i don't know but it reminded me of a slow down version of it and i couldn't stop laughing when i got to oh that part god. so i was really happy to hear it i thought it was amazing and i hope everyone who just heard that clip that i slipped in because it's not even a real game i don't think so i don't think i'm gonna get in trouble for it regardless we're gonna find out the hard way <laughs> all right um i hope you all enjoyed that very much um I'm slightly let down that this track was an ender it, it highlights you know like the weirder side one last time that the band kind of showed in the first half of the album but then we know this song wasn't needed to complete the albums I don't know why it was here uh this feels more like a demo reel of their capabilities rather than an actual track like this doesn't feel yeah. like a song uh I agree um that is definite it's I don't have much for the song. I feel like it didn't really give me much to write about. But what I did say was pretty much that. Um, I I don't know why I never really gravitated to this song uh, after listening to it a couple more times, I guess, critically. I'm starting to understand. I feel like this would have been better earlier in the album as like an interlude of some kind or as a hidden track, maybe two minutes after the album ends. Um, it's okay. It's not my favorite. I don't know if it's just because it doesn't really sound like them in the grand scheme of, you know, what I've heard before. It doesn't really fit into that pie, but uh, I, I think I would have enjoyed it more if it ended on tiny men, a couple minutes past, you know, you let the, the tape roll and then this song comes on. Yeah. That would have been fine by me because like that way we would have to score it because like if it didn't have if it didn't have a name then yeah. we wouldn't score it because it's not fair to tag this if this was like the end of Tiny Men like minutes later it didn't have a name yeah. it wouldn't be fair to tag this on to Tiny Men I don't think so we probably wouldn't end up scoring it but yeah, you know, yeah. as long as it has a name I guess we'll do it yeah <laughs> I mean yep. although granted this is also a separate track so we'd have to do it anyway yep but and with that said. With that said, yes, we are now at the end of the album. That was a long one. And My God. I, I feel like this was like the most tangent filled episode we've gone on in a long time. Just so many callbacks and everything like that. Yeah, you got to do the clip show and you can't do it on the obvious, you know, uh, 30, 35, 40, 45. You just got to slip it in there. Someone listens going, oh, I'm going to listen to my favorite album. Oh, God, they're talking again. <laughs> so we got gotcha. you. 
yeah, we got you. I we hope we still show. have you. So maybe we do, maybe we don't. It's hard to know at this point. It's been a while, but I like that we did the clip show on the parallel numbers edition. Yeah, there you you're go. really just driving that into the ground, aren't I, you? I, I kind of want to. I want it to become that annoying piece that people just actually hate me for. Oh my God. We're doing it. episode 44. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. And then next, next episode, we're 10 away from the peril. Yes, we know. We're nine away. Oh, uh, yeah. Just do a countdown every single time now. <laughs> oh, fuck. But yes, we are at the album. So thank you very much for getting this far with us. If you managed to get this far with us, my God, you're still here. Anyways, oh, uh, you can always let us know what you think of the album. Just again, like, subscribe, comment, share, rate. Uh, follow whatever do all that stuff musical community and this album is now part of that musical wall that build brick whatever that I've, analogy I've done before so yes let us know what you think about that you can also let us know your song rankings because that's where what we're about to do right now so above our heads boom graphics have changed a lot of numbers to fill in today we've got some names there uh, so yeah I, I gotta fill in 30 titles this is gonna take a while to edit I hate doing these episodes <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay i'll do it anyways because that's what i always do I'm, I'm a good hard working boy yay okay um let's see here before we start uh a lot of question marks on here i have one check mark Ooh, la, la. i'm gonna say i mean 15 songs you feel like the odds are unfair to get at least two i will agree i'm gonna okay i'll be optimistic and i'll be happy if we get three but i will be definitely satisfied if we get two well, we got to pick up because we got shut out by Kate Bush last week. Just an absolutely devastating zero for 12. Okay. Well, just like choose what I choose and then we'll be fine. Is really no, you it. choose what I choose. I'm the host. Ooh. I'm the one who controls. Uh, yes. Yes. Screw you. <laughs> That's fine. All, All right. right. Song number 15, Eight Ladies. Indian Poker Parts 2 and 3. Okay. Number nine, New Plains Medicine. Number nine. Oh, no. Yeah, see, I'm already from my head. Number 14. 14 is New Plains Medicine. I don't know why I said nine. Uh, Tiny Men. You know why? It's because I think I said eight ladies in in my head. I thought nine was the next (laughs) logical step. Fair enough. Your number 14 is Tiny Men. Yes, it is. Uh, That was my check mark song. Okay. Not nice. Bad. Yeah, nothing but uh, question marks and X's from here on out. All right, my number thirteen, Indian Poker, two and three. Pillar. Michael Jackson's biggest hit, Pillar. <laughs> pillar. Okay, I'm get. Yeah, I'm getting it. No, oh my god, that's how he died. He died from a pillar. No, he di- I think he died from like, wasn't it like medicine or something, like oh, a pill? There's probably a bunch of shit that killed. Him. I don't know. I don't know. It's just a the, the guilt of being a pedophile. I don't know. It's a <laughs> hot take. It is a hot take that I I do not share. I do not share any opinions on this show. Including what is your, your own. What is your number 12, my fine sir? Sonic Bloom. Mine too. Oh, cool. We actually got one. See, yeah. I knew the odds had to be in our favor. And it was a single. So see, I'm not predictable all the time. Supposing so. Song number 11, Your Socks Have No Name. Number seven, why am I blind? Number 11, god damn it, I'm so bad at this. Human contact is my number 11. The thing is, like, it doesn't even make, there's no logical way I'm reading this that that number would come up next. That just goes to show, I've been staring at a computer screen for over 12 hours today because that's part of my job, so 
Fuck me, right? I, I just, just a quick question. Uh, what do you value more, looking cool or being able to read? Looking cool. People like dumbasses. That's fine. Touche. Number ten about the movies. About the movies, motherfucker. All right, that's two. That's a good start. Movies. Okay, number nine pillar. Where the hell is my number nine? Number nine, G-R-O-W. I'm just going to spell grow. Fuck it. Yes, please do that. Number eight, band-aids for hire. Your socks have no name, except mine say Sockney, which I find very ironic and hilarious. And my socks are nameless, but they are diabetic socks, so I get better circulation in my feet. Oh, nice. I need that as a diabetic myself. Okay, song number seven, Human Contact. Eight ladies. Eight ladies, all eight of them. Number, just, oh God, now I'm getting confused with numbers again because I said that was number seven, but you said eight <laughs> ladies. Number six, Mechanical Breakdown. We got a I'm three. Going, that is a clap in, in agreement, yes. Mechanical, it's a three for Bud. My okay. God. Let's see, we can still do... Actually, we could still like do three, I think. Technically, okay. it's looking like it. Not this one though, because my number five is grow. Band aids for hire. Okay, so there's still hope. I'm so curious what your number one though. I think I know what it is, but I'm so curious. It might be yours, maybe. Number four, field day jitters. Weighted a light year. Weighted. Number three, our drive to the sun slash can a man market. This is fucking sick. <laughs> yeah, four. That's awesome. Our drive. So that that is what four now, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm not even marking other ones that are actually matching shit. Yeah, okay, I don't think the, the last two can't match. I don't think. I think you've already said them. Yeah, tiny man and uh wait on let your that's the last two. My number two, tiny man. Uh, New Plains Medicine. New Plains. And my number one waited on a light year. Um, field Day Jitters. Field Day Jitters. Yeah, my Field Day Jitters were number four. That's what it was, yeah. Yeah. But hell, hell hey, yeah. Four, four out of 15. I mean, that's that's good. That's a comeback from the zero to 12 we had last week. Hell yeah. You know what? Just split the difference. Two from there, two for here. Perfect. I mean, I don't it. think that's the way it works. That's how math is. You borrow, you give, I don't know. It's, Statistically, it's we pissed off the, the listener who requested the album last week. Mm. Sorry. Speaking of statistics, we do like to put, uh, you know, song rankings up, but now we have to do album rating. We got to find out where this is going on our chart. So let's go ahead, transition over and find out where the hell this album goes. Ta-da! Here it is. As if you expected anything else, it is the album rating screen. My God, just looking through this is crazy just because it really goes to show how long we've been doing this. <laughs> and fun fact to those of you who don't want to count, there's almost as many B-tier albums as there are albums in other tiers. There's 16 B-tier and 17 literally everywhere else. Tang. So today, Tripping Daisy's either going to tie that score or it'll go somewhere else. We're going to find that out right now as we get into the scores. And I'm I'm guessing that I have to go first because like you chose the album. And I guess that's kind of like the uh, the rule of things. Damn right you do. That's fine. So, I mean, didn't hate the album. Didn't love it. But I, uh, so I feel my score is fair. But God damn, was it 
like borderline close. I gave it 69.66%. So that is a C plus for me. Oh, Savannah, you're always picking B tiers and then the B tiers just stacking up. Excuse moi. I set this album at 80.33. So you know where that lands it? In the motherfucking B tier. Directly mm. in the fucking middle of the B tier. You know, and wow. like just like the combined score I'm looking at too, but yeah. <laughs> you know, as soon as I saw what my score came out to, because obviously I'm not going to fix it or anything. It's just whatever it is at the end is what it is. And when I saw that it was 80, all I thought was, yeah, this shit ain't flying. It is not staying in the A tier because all it takes is just a little bit for it to get knocked down to even a B plus. Yeah. Like not even one whole percentage point underneath God your score would put it in the B tier. And I mean, it's funny because as soon as I scored it as a 69, 69.66, I was like, it's going to be B tier. Cause there's no way she's tanking her own album like this. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, that means our combined score brings it nearly perfectly in the middle. And I, I think I know where this one's going to go, actually. Uh, it's yeah. 74.99%. I believe that's just above Pearl Jam, if I'm not mistaken. It is not. Oh. So it's 74.99. Sets nearly it 75. <laughs> hmm? Nearly 75, like just one point yeah. off. Between Saul Williams and Animals as Leaders. Really? Yeah, uh, Saul Williams was 74.66, according to my <laughs> records, and uh, Animals as Leaders was 76.12. Well, I'll be danged. It's uh-huh. all the way over here. All right, I'll take it. It it looks nice in that area, color-wise. It, and I notice how that. it kind of fits the color scheme it of the Animals as Leaders album a little bit, eh? Uh, I love that. The blues are almost exactly the same, kind of the yellows, the darks. Like, what, how, what are the odds that ends up happening? Uh, pretty high because it did. Yeah, I was gonna say, even if it was low, <laughs> it still surpassed expectations. That's awesome, though. That's that's what seventh. Wow, wow. Okay, uh, I may be upset of the tier it's in, but I'm actually really surprised at the ranking. It's top ten. That's fucking sick. And yeah, but at least at least your boy Kevin Gilbert's still in the top five. Oh yeah, fucking better be middle of the road B tier album, well, practically by off by like zero one percent type thing, whatever. But yeah. anyways, that's where Tripping Daisy found itself on our list today. Can you believe it? Another B tier album? How crazy that is that concept? Oh, wow, I that is not surprising at all. I said it before, I'll say it again. Season two is the season of the B tier and just expect that from here on out. I think we're, we're taking a break in like July. So all the way until July, just expect nothing but B tier albums from here on out. Yeah, that's it. But you do still want to listen because will it be B minus? Will it be B straight? I'm just saying B a lot. Will it be B plus? Will it be BB eight? Will one of us A tier, one of us C tiers? Will one of us S tier, one of us D tiers? Will that happen at all? There's a lot of questions to be answered there. But until we can answer those questions, I can say thank you very much for tuning into this episode. We sure hope you enjoyed it. Sure hope you enjoyed the album. And we'd love to know what you think about it. So make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share, rate, follow, all those great things. We want again want to know what you thought about this album. We're very curious about your opinions. Leave them in the comments below on our social medias, which is at rate the record podcast over on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at rate the record on Twitter. And again, Grandpa, if you want to email us, there is rate the record at gmail.com. Or if you don't want to listen to anything that Chris just said, go to ratetherecord.ca and it's all there. There's a whole place that just has all of these things I just mentioned. It's all in one. Yeah. 
It's like the junk drawer. You just, you throw something in there. It's all contained in one spot. You're right. It is all junk, isn't it? (laughs) That is not what I wanted you to take from that, but yes. yes. Are you also telling me that our Kofi link, kofi.com slash rate the record is also in this junk drawer? It is. It is. But what it is, is it's that thing you were rifling through the junk drawer for. And you're like, wow, I'm really glad it was here because this is exactly what I was looking for. The lesser of the junk. Exactly. Write the record. Again, brand new domain. It's there. Uh, pretty. It, it, it looks pretty with its link tree. It'll eventually be a website, but right now it's a really cool looking link tree. It's yeah. where you can get all the streaming links for video and audio. You can get all the social medias and even to our listened profile. We need more people over there. So follow us over on listen. Follow us on Twitter too. We don't have any followers. God damn it. I love posting stupid things over there. Join in. I'll never tell anybody my Twitter handle solely because I just say stupid things that I don't want to say anywhere else. And uh, like everywhere else, no one cares. (laughs) Exactly. Because it's Twitter and everyone hates you anyway. That's just the way Twitter works. Oh, it hurts. Oh, man. So, yeah, that has been uh, quite the entertaining episode. But before we let you go, you know, this just before we let let you free for the day or the week or whatever we do give you a little bit of a sneak preview of what to expect next week uh it is an album that i chose and i don't have much of a hint other than to tell you that this is the first time on the show that we will be bringing a band back so it's a band we've already covered previously and we're just doing another album from them that is entirely possible to do on the show we're allowed to do that and i can also tell you i mean this might even give it away it most certainly is a fan favorite <laughs> Weezer's Pinkerton. Is it that apparently, one? Appar- apparently a lot more people like that album than I thought. Yeah. Cause I've heard so many people shit on it. Then people are like, no, it's actually secretly a really good album. I don't really yeah. know. I haven't heard it. Yeah. Me, me neither. I don't it's not Pinkerton. <laughs> we just need that guy to come back and request uh, another Weezer album. Maybe it'll be no. Pinkerton next time. No, no, we don't. I have his home address. That's scary. You have one of our viewers request. Home address. That just seems weird. You know, you know what? You know what? I take it back for legal reasons. Continue on, please. Thank you. Exactly. You thought it was his house. Turns out it was just a Toys R Us. (laughs) I don't know why I came up with that, but I did. But, anyways. There's your hint for next week. Uh, Maybe you can figure it out, maybe not. But regardless, you should join us next week to find out what it is. I think you're going to like it. And I think Savannah's going to like it, too. She hasn't heard it. I know that much. I have, obviously. So until then, go listen to some awesome music, like the Stripping Daisy album, for example. And we will see you again next week. So take care, friends. Bye-bye.